coming to you live from a fogged out apartment somewhere in the United States. It's the TH Cinema Podcast. to the TH Cinema Podcast. My name is Dan, and with me, as always, is the Michaels to my Myers. Classic. The booze to my bees. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. No, that was a classic, too. <laughs> Snort. Hi. Silent John. Hello. And Frank couldn't be here tonight. So we just finished smoking a little bit of weed. Some spooky weeds. A Halloween hush. Ah, oh, damn it. I forgot. I had <laughs> I had candy at home to bring over. Special candy and I forgot it. Like special candy? Yeah, I just realized now. Damn it. <laughs> it's okay. We'll indulge tomorrow. No big <laughs> yeah. deal. No big deal. It'll be there tomorrow for us. Yeah, I can come trick-or-treating at your house tomorrow. Yes, there yeah. we go. You have a bucket to do it. <laughs> and tonight for our spooky season finale, we're going to be watching Halloween Ends. Yes, Halloween Ends. You know, we've been told Halloween's going to end a lot now. Is this really the end? You think this is the, <laughs> the final one? This is the end. This is supposedly the end, allegedly. We're clocking in for one more shift and that's it. And Halloween movies for us, we started off our second season with a Halloween movie last time. We were supposed to watch a Halloween movie before we went on hiatus during the first season. So Halloween movies are kind of like a tradition for us here. So I'm very excited to see it end. And I don't know what the tradition is going to turn into afterwards, though. Yeah, I was just telling Silent John recently that... I associate these Halloween movies now, like, with the podcast, and it just has a special place in my heart. So, I'm kind of sad it's going to be over now. I don't know, maybe we just rewatch them every year and give a new review on it. Maybe <laughs> it gets better, maybe it gets worse. Well, something that was definitely worse was the last episode that we watched, which was Maximum Overdrive as a horror movie for Halloween. And you guys flew up to Bangor, Maine, because you were so upset, and you went to go punch Stephen King in the face. Half of that is true. <laughs> well, we did go to his house, and the asshole just wouldn't answer. Yeah, no Stephen King sightings, but we did go. Maybe Stephen King's, like, Roomba got sentient and attacked him, and that's why he couldn't, like, come outside to wave at you guys while you were flipping him off. I'd like to think that he's just an avid TH Cinema podcast listener. And he heard that we were coming, and he just didn't want to didn't want to let us down in person, you know. He full on misery hunkered down. Yeah, yeah. He went to his little Stephen King bunker, and said, "No, sorry guys, I will not come out and play today." His little hunker bunker. <laughs> it was weird. We pulled up, and cars were just circling, like we couldn't even actually get to the house. Wait, did they have drivers? <laughs> Oddly enough, no. One kind of looked like a goblin. It was a whole thing. Yeah. So outside of Stephen King, you guys spent a little bit of time up in the northeast doing a little bit of spooky season stuff last week yeah we went to hung out in cemeteries <laughs> went to the uh cemetery that inspired pet cemetery another stephen king reference 
That's a whole spooky vibe. Just being a couple of ghouls out there. Yeah. Tis the season. <laughs> Which brings me, guys, happy Halloween. Yeah, happy spooky season. So, per usual, I have some fun spooky questions for us to celebrate the holiday. First one being, so we talked about this last year, but what do you think the popular costumes for this year is going to be? What's the pop culture things? Well, I for me, I think it goes one of two ways. For some reason, it just kind of feels like everybody's going to want to trot out and be maverick this year. And that's fine. <laughs> but me personally, I mean, if you know, you know. But I'm going more the everything everywhere route. I have hot dog fingers at home. I'm halfway to the costume. <laughs> You're just going to go as a character, just a multiverse of you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just going to go as a multiverse of you, not like <laughs> Halloween's Jamie Lee Curtis with hot dog fingers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what is culturally relevant to me, so that's my choice. I like it. That's a fun one. Yep, and already prepared. I'm ready to go. Yeah, see? That's the best kind of costume. I'm with you, John. The Maverick, that's going to be like the go-to fuckboy costume <laughs> of the Halloween season. I think there's going to be a lot of misplaced Dahmers out there for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I definitely don't doubt that people are going to be like, oh, this is my opportunity. Yeah. I think there's definitely going to be some Dahmers out there in bars just standing by themselves in corners. This is going to be like a the, the clown situation we had a couple years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> don't you remind me. Not again. I think there's going to be a lot of Eddies from Stranger Things. That's going to be the other popular one. Yeah, that's the other fuckboy costume. <laughs> yeah. And then, I feel like this is a popular one all the time, but especially right now, I think you're going to see a lot of Sanderson sisters. Boring. Yeah, I think there's going to be at least more than there was two years ago, for sure. A bunch of basic witches floating around out there. Drinking White Claws and stuff. <laughs> They're probably going to be with the Eddie Munson's. Guys, what are we dressing up for? For Halloween this year, though. Well, if we can talk John out of Hot Dog Fingers, I was thinking we could do a triple costume for when we go out for Halloween. I hope it's what I'm thinking. I think we might be on the same page. Because <laughs> there's a very specific dynamic and look to the three of us <laughs> and our personalities. And we do impressions of a certain group of three characters. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it would be fun if we were what we do in the shadows, Nandor, Nadia, and Laszlo. I think it's the perfect costume. I want to be Nadia so bad. <laughs> hey, I was going to be Nadia. No! <laughs> you guys can fight over Nadia. I'm just going to be Nandor. I'm just going <laughs> to just claim it now. This fucking guy. Fucking <laughs> I think it's the perfect costume for us this year. Yeah, Chaz, if you want to, you could dress as Guillermo wherever <laughs> you are also. Or Colin Robinson, whichever one you want. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe Chaz is a Colin Robinson. <laughs> but I need a gizmo. <laughs> but I think that's the perfect triple costume. Is that what you were thinking also? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can... You know what? I... Honestly, just kind of wear the hot dog fingers every now and again. So, like, I don't have to wear them for Halloween. <laughs> That's any time costume? Yeah, yeah. That's just a normal Monday afternoon for you? It's it's crazy. You put them on and anything is possible. 
I've seen so many different things with those fingers on. The whole bagel. The whole fucking bagel. So our next spooky question, kind of a different one. Would you rather live in Salem, Massachusetts or Roswell, New Mexico? Or like visit, you know, like go because of the lore. Which one are you more into? So this one's tough because we just came from the Northeast and it was beautiful and I'd love to go back up there. And Salem typically would be the answer. But I've recently seen some TikToks of Salem. Kind of makes me want to go check out the aliens instead. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Roswell is going to be as packed to packed with Instagram photo people as Salem is. I think personally Roswell for me is a better option because then I could see my, my alien friends. <laughs> because I'm a space and lasers geek and not like a sword and sandals and mythology geek. You'd be with your people. Those are my folks. <laughs> well, I think my folks are in Salem. <laughs> and that's where I'm headed. Yeah, th- the month of October would be miserable, but any other time would be so cool. That is way more my vibe. Yeah, maybe Salem in September would be a little bit better, I suppose. Mom about the witchies. So our last question is, and I'm really curious to see what your guys' answers are. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? So, mine isn't going to be traditional at all. It's not like a classic horror movie by any means, and it's honestly more recent. Uh, It's a movie we've done a podcast over, and it would be hereditary. Why? (laughs) Have you seen it? (laughs) If you want to know why, you can listen to our review on TSMF Podcast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast at. It's a little crazy, it's a little kooky, a little psychotic. Little culty, little everything. Yeah, I guess. Okay, can I do other media also? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you, where <laughs> you're going with this at all. Did you like go to the dark web for whatever you're gonna tell us? No, no. Okay, so, so there's an episode of X Files that I watched and trauma was traumatized by when I was like maybe 11 or 12 years old. That to this day I still can't watch because it terrifies me deep in my core. What episode is it? Like, what? why is it so scary? It, it's got circus freaks in it. Oh. And there's like a little worm baby that's eating people. And it's just, uh, there was something, I, I watched it at a way too young of an age. Oh, so it's just stuck with you, the dramatic watching. Yeah. And if it has to be a movie, I watched the original Tales from the Crypt movie from the early 70s while I was on a lot of acid in high school once and it again just core terror (laughs) (laughs) definite flashbacks if that movie's on (laughs) what about you snort the first one that comes to my mind is probably the Texas Chainsaw Massacre I can't watch I don't like I do not like that I do not like Leatherface he really freaks me out you're talking like original texas chainsaw massacre yeah like oh i hate it oh you know another one i haven't watched it as an adult like not being so scared of stuff anymore but the hills have eyes used to really freak me out like really bad when i was younger 
I feel like that's a good double feature right there. Texas Chainsaw <laughs> and uh, The Hills Have Eyes. I feel like they pair well. I feel like that's a very specific type of movie that yeah. I'm very scared of now, I'm realizing. Yeah, like a certain era of the <laughs> mid-70s grindhouse horror. Okay, those are two solid fucking choices. Yeah. I've come a long way, though. So do you think you could watch like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel, though? Maybe I'd give it a shot. I don't know. Does it? Does he look the same, or is it more like like? It's more like Halloweeny than the original Chainsaw Massacre was. Oh. He still kind of looks, you know, he still looks like Leatherface because he's Leatherface, but it's like more jump scary and. I can't imagine that one's scarier than the original. I don't know. The original just has that like, like you said, the seventies kind of grit to it that you just can't replicate. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shout. Maybe not. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, really. <laughs> you definitely are not. <laughs> but something we are going to be missing out on is our traditional Halloween Halloween movie. Because tonight we're watching Halloween Ends, and that's when Halloween ends it all, and it's going to be over, and there's no more Halloween ever again. Ever? That's what they're saying. Forever, ever. That's a tough pill to swallow for this podcast. I I don't know if I believe that there won't ever be any more Halloween stuff ever, but I do think this is definitely probably the last we see of Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween movies. Yeah, I could see this being the last one with just really any ties to any of the original ones. I think if they move forward later on down the, down the road, five, ten years from now, it's just full-on reboot. All, like, new original characters. You don't think they're going to go the scream route with all the new, like, kind of characters that work into the new Screamverse type thing. Well, it kind of feels like that's what we're maybe doing right now, though, you know, with Jamie Lee being a part of it. I think, I mean, it's it sucks because we haven't seen the first one to this new trilogy. So <laughs> I, I remember there being, like, references to characters from the first one in Halloween Kills. Yeah, but you would rather see this as a pure reboot rather than, like, a passing of the torch type thing. I, I think it has to be. Uh, because, I mean, for as much as we enjoyed the last one, and, and you know, we'll probably enjoy this one, uh, do we need more of, of these characters five, ten years from now when they're even older than what they already are? Like, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but ten years from now, I really don't want to see her in Halloween at all. It's kind of sad to me. Yeah, and seeing as how Jamie Lee Curtis was laying in a hospital bed for the majority of the last Halloween movie that we watched, if we're going down, like, the scale of how not in the hospital bed she's going to be in this movie. She's only going to be standing for like maybe five minutes. See, but maybe she was cooped up in the hospital bed in the last movie just to recover and just go balls to the wall in the finale. Yeah, but she didn't recover. She shot herself full of adrenaline needles, <laughs> hopped up and was a beast for like 10 minutes before getting stabbed again by Michael Myers. Well, then you can only imagine she probably got a cabinet full of those fucking needles this time around. She's going to need them. Yeah, who do you think's going to win at the end? Wait, so hold on. So you think, John, <laughs> that Jamie Lee Curtis is just going to go full Bane in this movie? I mean, think of it this way. How long has she been fucking battling Myers here? This has been like 10 rounds already. And she is still putting up with this shit? You know she's done as well. Like, what else can you do? You got to get jacked up. Steroids, adrenaline, it doesn't matter. Fucking Mike Myers seems like he's on steroids. The dude can't go down. Do you think we'll get a great Jamie Lee Curtis like training in the woods montage? <laughs> or like kicking sandbags that are falling from the trees and stuff? As long as it's like the montage from Hot Rod, then I'm on board with that. Fucking inspirational ass music going. Her just fucking slashing the air. Except this time she doesn't take a tumble. 
She might not get up from that. No, I hope that this just ends all the Halloweens, personally. I'm a, I'm a big fan of movies just, like, hanging it up when it's time to go and not coming back around because nine times out of ten, when something comes back around, it ain't fucking good. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Bye, <Austin. laughs> Okay, can we go back to my question, though? Of how do you hope this ends? Like, who are they both dying? Does one beat the other? What happens? I'm standing firm with my original of that they both just have to die. They both have to be dead for this movie to end. I mean, it makes sense for that to happen, but I don't know, just kind of... Uh, they've really tried to push the narrative of this being the end of, of these Halloween movies, but as as tough as that is, hard to believe, maybe they're for real, and maybe Myers does die. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how else you can end these movies. I mean, you you know the responses that, like, okay, yeah, these are these are fine, but did we need these? I think maybe they'll realize that everybody's just ready to close this book, you know? Snort, what do you think? I think Michael Myers for sure dies, and Jamie Lee Curtis maybe dies, maybe doesn't. I could see her still being the final girl. And maybe that's why I'm leaning towards Myers dying, is it seems like they want to give her like that happy ending. Like She's been around for the long haul. You know, this is, this is a good final chapter for her to finally get the upper hand. Yeah, but the final girl has to die. That's going to be the end of Halloween Ends. It's called Halloween Ends. Right, it's called Halloween Ends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's called Halloween Ends. The final girl has to die. It has to be over. Jamie's got to go. And they just have to leave it alone forevermore. Amen. I'm here for whatever happens. I mean, shoot, they could sound the Myers alarm for all I care. We could just get a whole Michael Myers, like, battle royale. Like, <laughs> fucking everybody for themselves. But the first to kill Myers is the true winner. <laughs> it's almost like a Purge Halloween crossover. Everything's legal tonight. But everybody's got to hunt down Michael Myers. Yeah. But if you feel like fucking someone stepped on your toes, you can. So kind of like <laughs> the most dangerous game type scenario. Yeah, and yeah. the most dangerous game is Michael Myers. Ooh, that'd be a good movie. See? It's it's the most dangerous game. But the, the rich billionaires or whatever that are hunting all the people round up all the Michael Myerses and the Jasons and the Hellraisers and the Freddies. And they're hunting them down. In the woods, while they're inversely getting hunted by those predators. Well, damn it, Dan, that does sound like a dangerous game. Because <laughs> I, if you start putting all the spooky killers together, I don't know. Like, you could, like, outweigh them 100 to 10, and you still might not be able to get them all. Do you think they make up teams? <laughs> like, like, what, the horror icons or, like, the millionaires? Well, like, the horror icons. I don't give a fuck if the millionaires make teams. Okay. I don't care about I Jeff think... and Steve. <laughs> And Bill, it's I care about the fact that Jason and Michael Myers are going to team up and like their little team name is going to be Team No Talk or something like that. I mean, it would be great and it would probably boost their odds, but you know they're all fucking self-centered. They all think they're better than one another. Like, I don't need your help. Fuck off. Like, I can do this my own. Oh, I can't. No, 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 no. Because Hellraiser and his Cenobites all work together. But do you think Hellraiser he, knows the benefits of working as a team? But do you think he can convince however many other of these dudes to to hop on board? I mean, I know there'd be an ego battle between him and Freddy, but I'm sure he could convince Freddy Krueger that, like, hey, I've done this before. Trust me, you you've stood alone by yourself long enough. See, you can join the Cenobites. But Freddy's the wrong person to ask because he went off and fought Jason. 
He's already got beef with some other dudes. Yeah, exactly, because it's also like a Hunger Games type scenario where the teams have to kill each other at the same time. All I can picture is the those people on TikTok that dress up as the characters <laughs> all just acting all of this out in a TikTok video. I'll be sure to tag him in it. As long as we get credit for the idea. I mean, that's definitely a multiversal crossover movie I would watch the shit out of. It could be the worst movie ever, and I would probably still love it. It sounds like a shit ton of fun. I'm into it. And oddly, I am into tonight's movie. The last Halloween movie that we watched, which was The Halloween Kills, was good, you know, until Jamie Lee Curtis stood up and pumped herself full of Bane juice. And Jamie Lee Curtis, like, it had fun kills. We had a good time watching The Last Halloween, and I think we're going to have a good time watching this one, too. I feel the same. I I had a blast watching the last one, so I think this one will be fun too. Yeah, the like you said, Dan, the kills in the last one were just so memorable. Like Michael Myers going against the fucking firefighters, they had chainsaws and still couldn't get him. You had the fucking ricochet, like the what was it, the girl, the, the door gun, bullet yeah, ricochet, yeah, they ended up shooting themselves, like the 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 snort death. I really hope, yeah, they didn't they didn't blow all of their, their awesome kills just for Halloween kills. I hope they saved some for Halloween ends. As much as I want this movie to feel like, you know, the, the opus, the final, the fun finale movie, I also want it to be fun like the last one was. That's what I'm kind of worried about is it's not going to be as fun because I think it's going to be mostly Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers fighting. I just don't see a lot of side characters coming in and getting their, their five-minute kill shot that we all want maybe we'll get a couple of them but yeah it just feels it's gonna be a long ass battle between the two of them between curtis and myers yeah the only thing i've seen on the internet about this is that there are people that liked it there are people that didn't like it it's a very split crowd for the most part but i'm hoping i land in the liked it crowd i think we will we know what we're getting ourselves into we're just here for the good time yeah and if a good time is what you're expecting, then how can you not like this movie? Because you got to think, all the people who don't like this movie are probably the same people who are like, oh, they should have just stopped after the originals, you know? Well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that means that this movie's more fun like the last one yeah. was. Because the people that would be saying stuff like that are the people like, oh, I wish it was a little bit more emotional. It's the final movie. You know, those kind of horror fans. Yeah. Not the, let's see someone's head explode horror <laughs> fans. All right, guys, are we ready to go watch Halloween now? Is that where we're going? Is that what we're doing? Headed to Haddonfield? Halloween ends. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready to slice, and I'm ready to dice. No, wait, that's, yeah. No, wait, that's Jason. Is it? Something like that, right? No, that's like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, We're somewhere close. You get the idea, people. All right, let's go watch Halloween ends. And now, our feature presentation. I signed up for Peacock, and we all brought the snacks, and we're back. And we just watched Halloween End. You know, after this one, I really do hope that this is the end. Like, for real. I mean, I feel like it has to be. It is, but I also wish it wasn't. 
I think that the Halloween movie that came out before this, The Halloween Kills, was so much better than this movie. By far. Yeah, 100%. I... And and maybe that's what what gave us all so much hope for this one is coming off the heels of such a fantastic movie. And this is the end of the trilogy. And you decide to make it 75% about some other dude. We're going to get into a lot about this movie, but on in full fucking honesty, if they took the last 10 minutes of this movie and put it on the end of the last movie and just left it there, it would have been great. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, anything to not have to, to not have to sit through Halloween ends. I mean, it wasn't a fun movie, but I have a fun fact that I don't know if you guys knew. Oh, what is that? The director of this trilogy also directed a favorite of all of ours, Pineapple Express. Oh. Kind of random. <laughs> Not really when you think when, about the Daniel yeah, Bride of yeah. it all. Okay, well, we did watch Halloween Ends, and by God, it was just not good. The movie, I was really hoping that it was going to be good. You know, in the first half of the episode before I'd seen what we just watched, I was on the train of like, oh, the other side, everybody on the internet that's talking shit about it just didn't know, like, they weren't going to be able to appreciate this movie for what it was. And I was sorely, sorely fucking mistaken. (laughs) I think we all were. I think we all thought everyone was just being haters online, but now we realize, no, we were just very naive. There's very few times in my life where I feel like I've been bamboozled. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of them. I've been bamboozled. Yeah, I'm over here sifting through my notes looking for any positivity, and guys, it's tough. Not Not a lot of positive thoughts within this thing. So the movie starts in the year of our Dark Lord 2019, and at this point, I'm like, the the kid's going to go babysit for the family and subsequently murder the other kid. And my thoughts are, like, do I, am I supposed to know this dude? Like, was he in the movie that we didn't see? Was my question going through my head? Like, do I have a dog in this fight that I just don't know about? See, I think I thought more that these people don't matter at all because Michael Myers is just going to show up and kill them. Like, they're just like the Drew Barrymore in the beginning, you know? Well, because we all joked about how this kind of seemed like a rom-com in the beginning. And at the time, I was into it because, yeah, it felt like it was the build to, like, okay, all these relationships are forming. Then give it 30, 45 minutes, Michael Myers is just going to wreck every single one of them. So when you have that view of this movie, you have hope. Yeah, because it sets it up like a classic horror movie. Yeah. you got the babysitter, the mom and dad are going out for the night for, on Halloween for a Halloween party. And the kid's a little fucking shit, and they're watching scary movies. Every kid in this movie is a straight-up asshole. Like, legitimately. <laughs> and really, the kid dying at the beginning, that was the most surprising, shocking kill of the whole movie. And it was in the first ten minutes. Well, that's that's one of the first notes I have. <laughs> Is who knew Michael Myers wouldn't get the first kill, but little did we know. He kind of did. Yeah, that note came back to haunt you. Yeah. (laughs) I was hoping this note would stay accurate. Unfortunately, it did not. Yeah, because our hapless babysitter, Corey, in a fit of panic, kicks open a door and murders a child by kicking him off the banister of a, like, five-story house. I mean, that must have been a fucking kick. That was a little bit of a wingspan to clear for that kid. Yeah, that was Sparta. (laughs) No, no, this is Halloween, not Sparta. This is Halloween. (laughs) 
And then we get Jamie Lee Curtis kind of giving like a backstory about everything that happened with flashbacks. And I was kind of appreciative of that. You got some flashbacks from the first movies and it also kind of covered the stuff that we missed when we didn't watch the first movie of this trilogy series. Which even by the time you get to the end of the trilogy, I don't know if that matters. (laughs) Honestly. But she's just kind of Jamie Lee Curtising around the house. She's burning pies and eating Activia. And we come to find out that child murderer Corey has gotten out of jail or been unarrested, whatnot, and is now working at the junkyard. And at this point, we all should have seen it coming because he was in the blue mechanic outfit the whole time. Every scene. He was wearing Michael Myers' clothes. We should have seen it coming. He got the first kill of the movie. I mean, really, he's just checking off all the Myers, like, checklist items. I am going to give myself credit, though, because I am the one that called it first. Yeah, and ruined the rest of the movie. After you <laughs> called that, I checked the fuck out, and I was like, yep, this is what's happening. I don't even need to watch the rest of this. Oh, and that's what blew my mind, is the instant you said it, what did he do? He fucking killed, like, the homeless guy. I was like, damn it. I knew it. Yeah, but Corey's kind of living a shitty life. He's working at the junkyard. He's getting harassed by fucking asshole teenagers, like just full on picked on. I mean, this is truly a villain origin story. I mean, to a T. And it turns him into kind of like a brooding, like bad boy type villain. Let's burn it all down. I'll light the match. Man, it produces so many great montages, though. Him and that fucking bike. Riding the motorcycle around. Oh, (laughs) It was like they took Edward Cullen and were like, oh, let's make him into a Michael Myers. Do not compare him to Edward Cullen. Never again. I I mean, to be fair, Snore, I looked at you and I quoted Twilight during this movie with one of his his lines. No, no, no. I am not allowing that. (laughs) And our bad boy Corey is getting mixed up with Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter, Allison, in a very... Back and forthy kind of natural born killers. They're going to run off together and fucking murder people. Or Allison's going to keep him from being a murderer and turn him. Like there's. This movie was so many different places and nowhere at the same time. Well, it's really just tough to kind of grasp Allison's character. Yeah, she treads this line of is she going to turn out like Corey? Is she going to go on this murderous rampage? She's talking about burning Haddonfield down just as much as he is. But at the same time, she's like, nah, I'm just going to do my own thing. She just disappears a lot. And I kind of get it because the town of Haddonfield doesn't like the Strodes because of the Michael Myers incidences. Uh, yeah, but they sure fucking miss Michael Myers. Man, talk about projecting your anger on everybody. See, but I think I think what's going on is, so you've got the little town of Haddonfield, right? And we've gone through the fact that you know there's Michael Myers protocols in place. Of course, of course. Because this happens every Halloween, every five years or so. I'm sure that the citizens of Haddonfield need to be paying like an a higher tax rate to cover all of these, you know, extra Michael Myers things that's going on. You know, the Michael Myers early warning system, Michael Myers patrols, the 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 Michael Myers drones to make sure he's not hiding in the woods with the with the flare cameras. All the money to fix everything after Michael Myers goes on a rampage. Yeah, the Michael Myers slush fund. They honestly probably have like a Michael Myers add-on to your insurance at yeah. this point. I'm sure that they do a Michael Myers charity run every year. <laughs> Michael Myers 5K, where you just walk, but you still win the race somehow. 
So the citizens of Haddonfield, they've been paying into this kitty, into this tax for all these years now. And it's been a while since there's been a Michael Myers attack. So, yes, they're upset with the Strodes because of the Michael Myers incidences. But they're also upset because they've been putting all this money into this fund. And nothing's happened with it. It's just wasted dollars. And everybody's poor. So that's why they double hate the Strodes. Well, and they're pouring all this money into it. And then in this movie, you get like a montage of just people dying in different ways. And instantly it's, oh, it's Michael Myers. Oh, well, he doesn't use a gun. So they're sitting here like, okay, our money isn't going towards anything. People are still dying. Why are we here at this point? I'm sure there's been at least two or three times where the Haddonfield Police Department has used Michael Myers, did it as a, uh, we're not going to figure this one out. All right, let's let's just bring Michael Myers. Add it to his, his kill count. Keep everybody on their toes a little bit. Yeah, when they finally catch him, he's like, I'm not, I didn't do that one. No, that's not mine. And we do have some asshole cop behavior in this movie because the cop that tried to date Allison pulled her over to say, why didn't you call me back? And then tried to get in a fight with her fucking murderer boyfriend while she was at the restaurant. Like, there was some asshole cop shit going on here. Weirdly, though, in that scene, I was more creeped out by him than uh, old Corey. I, uh... I don't know. He seemed more dangerous in that moment for some reason. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, men using their power in this movie with the cop, the doctor later. Ugh. Ooh, I forgot oh, about... Gross, gross guys. I forgot about the doctor. Yeah, Dr. Merkin. <laughs> yeah, so the town of Haddonfield hates both Corey and they hate the Strode, so naturally Allison and Corey kind of hook up. And the movie kind of turns into a little rom-com for a little bit with, like, a grocery store meet-cute between... Jamie Lee Curtis and the old chief of police. And there's stupid little jokes happening. And it's just, it's not the right vibe for what this is. Yeah, it was just weird. Very weird. Well, and it was like that for probably like the first 45 minutes. Like, you reach a point, like, I think, Snort, you said it. Like, is Myers ever showing up to this movie? <laughs> yes, 36 minutes in. Because it was around the point of the grocery store scene where in my head, all I could hear was Jeff Goldblum like, are you going to have Michael Myers in your Michael Myers movie? <laughs> well, let me tell you, they barely did. <laughs> I counted. He was he literally had screen time for probably about 40-something seconds over the course of the first hour of this movie. Well, and even then, I mean, he only realistically shows up for like, the final showdown with Lori, and he gets like, I don't know, like a last hoorah, like killing the girl at the uh, the doctor's house. Like, I'm not counting Corey's Michael Myers as screen time for Myers. Hell no. No, no, that's that's a, a fucking, what's the word? That's a usurper of the Michael Myers throne right there. And it, Michael Myers lives in the sewer like a fucking Ninja Turtle. At first, I thought it was the house from Shrek, but then it was the Ninja Turtles sewer. And Corey goes in to meet Michael Myers when he gets thrown off a fucking bridge again. The signs are there. He got thrown off a bridge by the fucking teenagers and he lived. That's a fucking Michael Myers move right there. That's the moment that I knew. Once he lived through that, I was like, oh, okay. He's Michael. (laughs) And when he went into the fucking sewer, that's when Snort said, to John and I, they're setting this guy up to be the next Michael Myers. And like Paul Giamatti and the illusionist, the revelation, just all of it came. 
And that's when I mentally checked out on this movie because you were right. You were 100% right. And in the moment, I knew it. Yeah, I think all three of us deflated in that moment. Like, you just had to know nothing good was coming from that point in the movie. Yeah, this is where you could clearly see the direction this movie was going. And there's a storm ahead. And it does not look like a good road. (laughs) And Michael Myers in the sewer gives Corey the pen and stare and looks into his soul and sees all the evil that he has. And Corey becomes his apprentice, Michael Myers. Like the words coming out of my mouth just hurt to even say, don't get me wrong. The kid, the Corey kid, he's a, he was a solid actor. If he was in a movie, if the first bit of this movie had nothing to do with Michael Myers and was about just Henry portrait of a serial killer. I would have been all in on that part. If the last 10 minutes were just stitched onto the end of the last movie of Halloween, I would have been all in on that Halloween movie. I am nowhere in on Halloween ends on any fronts right now. See, I don't know. I didn't, I don't feel like I loved Corey in this movie and you saying it like that makes me appreciate him a little bit more. Like, yeah, if he wasn't, taking the throne of Michael Myers at the end of this trilogy, then maybe I like him a little bit more. But, man, I I don't know if I can forgive him because I think he's the problem in this movie. And that's not necessarily his fault. You're right. It's a storytelling perspective. But I can't help but to put the blame on him. He was literally just reading the words they gave to him. This is Danny McBride's fault, if anything. (laughs) Hey, shout out to McBride because there's some fantastic one-liners in this movie. Yeah, sassy Jamie Lee Curtis. Talking about tits and shit, just... What, I, I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I wrote that line down just because I was so blown away. Show grief your tits and let's fucking go. See, I think maybe that's even just Jamie Lee Curtis coming <laughs> up with that line. I think that's just her going. Yeah, definitely in like the first 45 in the rom-com portion of this movie, it definitely seems like she's just letting loose, having a fantastic time because she knew. She knew what was to come and she knew this was the end. Yeah. And she was definitely full Jamie Lee Curtis in a couple of those scenes, and you could tell she was having a blast with it. Yeah, it was the best thing ever. I appreciate her for that. Yeah, so the movie chugs on, and it goes back and forth with Allison and Corey, and Corey's Michael Myers, and they go and kill the doctor and the doctor's girlfriend in the house. There's a couple of other kills. Yeah, that's like way towards the end of the movie. Uh, Like, I don't even... uh, Well, one thing I have, can we just talk about how badass Corey feels when he walks back into that sewer and just fucking goes for the throat of Myers and just gets yeeted into the sewer? (laughs) But hey, he wrestles Michael to the ground and steals his mask. So in the end, he won. Oh, he wrestled a 75-year-old man down to the ground and took his mask. Not just any man. It's Michael fucking Myers. (laughs) That still takes a lot. You definitely get those shades with Myers, though, that you can tell he's thinking about retirement. He just can't hang the way he used to. Yeah, so it goes, and Corey goes back to the house where he murdered the person, back to the scene of the crime. And again, this was after Snort said, hey, this guy's going to be the next Michael Myers, and it was just written all over this movie, and I didn't like the flavor that it was giving at all. Well, and what's crazy is legitimately from the moment you said that snort, every scene with Corey was just solidifying that fact. He just went through like the Michael Myers like trial run. He got almost every like Michael Myers iconic scene given to him. He got to rehash them out. He did the old classic Michael Myers setup. Yeah, but the big difference between 
Michael Myers and Corey, though, is at least, like, Michael Myers' kills and stuff and the people he's killing is more random. Corey was just going... He was more of, like, a, a vengeance, Michael Myers. Yeah, he know? was just going after his bullies. Yeah. He almost had, like, a, a Joker vibe to him. Do you guys see that? Yeah, this guy, Corey, when he got fucking released from prison for murdering the child or whatever... Or like he didn't, he got not guilty or whatever. Whatever fucking happened with that stupid kid? Yeah, you don't really get a lot of clarity on him getting out or anything. <laughs> kid should have just fucking moved, left town. Why do you stay in Haddonfield, bro? You don't think people are gonna fuck with you? You don't think you're gonna run into that kid's mom and dad around town, dude? No, you don't have a life there anymore. Just leave. You know what ends up happening if you don't? You turn into a Michael Myers. <laughs> This guy was just a fucking incel up until the point he met Allison under the thumb of his mother. Like, it's like they tried to make fucking a little bit of psycho in this movie, a little bit of natural born killers, a little bit of Halloween. It was a little bit of a lot of things and it was a lot of bit of a nothing. Yeah. They definitely made Corey's Michael Myers like way more unhinged. He Definitely got more, like, visceral with his kills. I mean, he used a blowtorch at one point. They also gave him a backstory, which makes him an understood killer. That's why he's killing the people, but that's not what Michael Myers is. Michael Myers is just pure fucking unrestricted bloodlust. Evil. As Jamie Lee Curtis said a million times. Yeah, he's just bad. He's just bad. Corey became bad. Michael Myers just was bad. So do you think that they want you to feel like sympathetic for Corey's character? Because when you when you talk about it this way, I mean, in a sense, yeah, he's justified in his kills. I mean, yeah, he did it in vengeance. He did it to, I guess, slay whatever personal dragons he had against these people. So are they trying to get you to, since he becomes Michael Myers, feel sympathetic for Michael Myers throughout this whole universe? Yeah, so Corey goes on the Michael Myers revenge tour reunion tour. And learns a little bit from Michael Myers as he kills the doctor and the doctor's assistant that he's banging. And again, I was checked out throughout all this. I'm sure there were some like okay-ish kills. I did see somebody's tongue get cut out because he talked shit on the radio too much. Yeah, you get the the tongue slice. You get him fucking maximum overdriving people. I think he stomps someone's face in. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, he drove over her. Yeah. They're mediocre. I mean, they're fine. It, it, it doesn't hold a candle to Halloween kills by any means. Yeah, but it all culminates with uh, fucking Corey trying to take out the big dog. He's going after the one, the number one. Lori motherfucking Strode. I'm still trying to understand this whole situation. He shows up to kill her. She shoots him. She offers herself up, kill me, and he just stabs himself. Like, what was the point? Why are we here? Well, it was to get to the last 10 minutes of this fucking movie where Michael Myers is in the fucking Michael Myers movie. Because at this point, finally, Corey's fucking dead, and now it's time for Michael Myers to try to hunt down Laurie Strode. Michael Myers is coming in to back clean up. The thing that we've been waiting for for so long now. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I realized that's what I've been waiting for this whole movie was literally just to see Jamie Lee Curtis hiding in a closet while Michael Myers is searching for her. And when it happened, I was like, okay, I'm back in. Phone down. Yeah, and you know, I think we all expected that to be the whole movie. And at this point, 
you know, when we talked about that before this movie started, I didn't exactly want that, but how this movie turned out, I would have much rather preferred just a cat and mouse chase for two hours. We saw all of the, the, the only parts with Michael Myers in it, we saw in the trailer. Like. Yeah. Yeah. When he kills the, the girl yeah. on the wall, when he gets his hand fucking stabbed, all that was in the trailer. They literally might have had to shoot more for the trailer <laughs> to ensure they had two and a half minutes of footage of Michael Myers than they used in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I did like the cat and mouse, and I loved because it very it was very akin to the original Halloween yeah. of Michael chasing her through the house, and and then she fucking Mortal Kombat fatalities into the fucking kitchen island, and demasks him, and he's just a crusty old fucking man, like strips him of his power and his dignity, and then kills him and parades him through town, <laughs> on top of their car, like. Uh, Dan, don't you know, it's what Haddonfield needed. Everyone just needed to see this dead guy go through their town. They're just happy they don't have to pay the Michael Myers taxes anymore. <laughs> no more $30 out of every paycheck. How did everybody hear about this happening? This was a pretty on-the-fly kind of thing. Did the did the Myers siren go off? Oh, this is a breaking news kind of thing. Michael Myers is dead? I think it's more like when the popes are elected and die and stuff, like the white smoke coming out, like... Of the, the pillars announces when the new pope has been elected. <laughs> I, I like to think that at the firehouse or at the, you know, steeple in town or whatever, a big plume of black smoke came out so that everyone in town knew that Michael Myers had died. I just, I don't know. I mean, it works, but the whole like crowd surfing to the crusher kind of thing. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, the, the crusher could seem like an overkill to most. But I thought it was kind of endearing. If that's what it takes to bring a man <laughs> you down... You thought that was endearing? Listen, listen, listen. If that's what it takes to bring a man that powerful down, then fucking crush as much as you need to. They have been terrorized by Michael Myers for decades at this point. I just think the word endearing is an odd word choice to describe that scene. Well, at, at the same time, you know, everybody was following, you know, him strapped to the car down the street. And it almost felt like a candlelight vigil. Like they were like happy he was dead, but also kind of sad he was dead. Like, I don't know. It felt like it was supposed to be symbolic, but it was just kind of weird, weird and mixed, I guess. It was just. Very, very much undignified for a character that's been around for that long to throw him into a <laughs> fucking wood chipper and watch his body explode. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see his total kill count throughout all of these movies. It, maybe it's justified. I mean, with how much he has died and come back to life, wh what are the, your other options in this scenario? Yeah, what would you do with Michael Myers' dead body? You should put him in a glass case. Yeah, I think you go full <laughs> Lennon to him in the middle of Haddonfield so that somebody can watch him. You have a guard of the, the somebody that sits there and guards him 24 hours a day and doesn't move. You just have like one of those, it's been so many days since the last accident. It's been so many days since Michael has risen. You have live cams on it the whole time, fucking laser net around this thing. I don't trust that you threw him in the wood chipper. The blood's going to get into the ground and then there's going to be Blood in the ground, and people are going to start drinking it, and they're all going to turn into Michael Myers's. See, I was thinking maybe you just catch them on fire and push them out to sea. Or is that too dignified? But it seems cool. I would have loved that so much more. <laughs> or just for Jamie Lee Curtis to just stab him and walk away. 
Don't put him on top of the car like a fucking deer. <laughs> and then throw him into a TikTok video of a fucking chopper destroying things. It was more like he was like a Christmas tree getting tied <laughs> to the top and then they take it to the chopper. We'll, we'll mulch your Michael Myers after Christmas for you. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, at that point, they should have just saved him. So when you erect your Christmas tree in your downtown area of Haddonfield, he could just be the Christmas topper every year. Just have him sitting up there. <laughs> just behead him and put him <laughs> on top. Like, put the fucking guy in carbonite or something and make him into a statue. Uh, there's so many different ways you could have done it. I just, yeah. See, I'm stuck on you putting him inside the little case with lasers. This The next trilogy could turn into a fucking heist movie. <laughs> We need to steal the body of Michael Myers. You know, I hear National Treasure 3 is in works. Yeah, that was the last we saw of Michael Myers. There's no coming back from that, right? Yeah, that's how Halloween ends. What a sad Halloween. It was a sad Halloween movie, but it was a happy Halloween. I ate candy. I had snackies. I got super duper baked. And I watched a slew of bad horror movies this season. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, that sounds like a great uh, whole month of October to me. Yeah, but John, 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 let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me just say something. All right. The best horror movie we watched this season was 13 Ghosts. Damn. I, you know, I didn't think that was going to be the case, <laughs> but holy shit. It really is. <laughs> Snort, you might even agree with that at this point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's sad. Did Halloween Ends make you appreciate 13 Ghosts maybe just a schmidge more? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> yeah, that was Halloween Ends, and that's the ends of spooky season for our spooky season. So we're trying to figure out what to do next spooky season. Do we just roll with bad movies, or do we try to pick them a little better next year? <laughs> Oh, I'm picking a movie next year. I'm putting input into it. <laughs> Don't worry. You're putting your foot down on this one? Yeah. After this season, yeah, I'm having... I've earned my spooky season chops. I get input now. That's, that's fair. Maybe after the failing of this spooky season between me and John, maybe Snort gets to do all the spooky yeah. season programming. A whole spooky Snort curated Halloween collection. I think I could come up with some pretty good stuff. Yeah, I'm on board with it. Would you do things that you've seen, or would you pick ones you haven't even seen? I don't know. Hmm. If we end up watching Season of the Witch, I'm going to fucking riot. No, I'm never watching that movie again. <laughs> Nine more days till Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. All right, but that's for next spooky season. We got some time to work on that, but <laughs> we do have some stuff coming up after spooky seasons because we got our Super Supper. <laughs> November playlist coming up. We start with the super as the first course because we're going to go see the already released and already terrible Black Adam. So we know it's going to be bad, but it's going to be bad to watch and it's going to be fun to talk about afterwards. I can't believe we're going from Halloween ends to fucking Black Adam. What a what a double decker we've got I here. I fucking can. When do we get to watch a Kun movie again? Right after that, because Black Panther Two is dropping, and we're gonna watch that. Oh, thank God! We can <laughs> hopefully finally sing some movie praises. Yeah, that's our second helping us super, and then it's time for supper because it's Thanksgiving. Well, holidays are coming. 
And for Thanksgiving, the thing we're most thankful for is our fans. So very special fans going to be picking a very special episode for us to very special watch. But we'll save that one for later. We'll keep you on your toes. I think we're still on our toes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what we got planned for November and for Thanksgiving season. And this is the end of spooky season. So if you want to come with us for our Super Supper poorly named November series. <laughs> Make sure to follow along at Teach Them a Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure to give us a rating, five stars on Spotify and Apple, wherever else you can listen to us at. Leave us a review. It'd be cool. All right, but that's going to do it for this week, and that's going to do it for Spooky Season. So if you see three people who, if they had gone and seen Halloween Ends in the movie theater, probably would have walked out midway through. But we were watching it streaming, and we had to watch it for the episode and review it for you guys. So we just mentally walked out of the movie theater in our own minds midway through this movie. But they're really, really high. (laughs) Come over and say hi. That might just be us. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye, Michael. Chickity chick. Chickity get, chick. Chickity chick chick. Get yourself a treat. All right. Well, while we're getting ready, I do want to apologize to the audience for all the candy noises that I've been making during this episode. But if I'm high and there's candy around, I can't be expected to not eat the candy. Well, I mean, we watched Halloween. And what do you do on Halloween? You eat candy. Yeah, we went full Halloween for this one. Have our little trick or treat buckets? Full of fingers, eyes, sweet treats. Happy Halloween! It's like they're trying to start a fucking boy band. And this is the fucking pouty one. (laughs) A whole Michael Myers boy band. Well, not like, they're not all Michael Myers. I mean, like, you've got Jason. He's like the older one that shouldn't really be in the band, but he still is. What's the the Backstreet NSYNC equivalent of that? Is that AJ? Snort, that's that's your neck of the woods. Yeah, what's what's our boy band troops? Tropes. What's our boy band tropes? You've got the pouty heartthrob. I mean, you have the main one, like the main superstar. Yeah, that, that's okay. going to be Michael. He's the pouty heartthrob. He's the... Well, they're not pouty. It's well, the baby face. Okay. You have the baby face super pop star, the main one. Uh, Like, let's Jonas you have, this. You have your, like, emo alternative one. You usually have, <laughs> you usually have a gay one <laughs> that's not known gay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to put Michael at the forefront. Like Michael's like the JT of the situation here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
And then I'm going to put Jason as the, what was the second one? Uh, Your alternative emo one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he, makes sense. He's the alternative emo one. And then Freddy's the gay one. <laughs> That's our Jonas Brothers boy band of classic I mean, movie killers. <laughs> all the Jonas Brothers are married to women, but... Well, and the whole point of this was to place Corey, and we just totally omitted him from the trio. Well, he's the new Michael Myers. He's the he's the front man. 